Ulterior. Covers are a little bit of a weird subject. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I think it comes with a lot of, uh, like favoritism and nostalgia for people. And then for others, there is this resentment and kind of a questioning of like, why is any of this necessary? And I understand both points. Uh, I guess the fact that I'm doing this episode at all means that I kind of lean more towards the acceptance of all this and like that craving for nostalgia. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Artisan or Carlos or whatever you know me as. I completely forgot to do like that portion of the introduction. Um, so this was a lighter week when it comes to new releases. I have four records to review on the regular episode for this week, uh, as opposed to like seven or nine or whatever the case was for the prior weeks. So I decided to go ahead and since I have the time, record an episode dedicated to covers and more specifically the Punkos Pop series. I will elaborate on what this episode actually entails after the intro is fully completed. So yeah, uh, thanks. Hope you all enjoy this episode. So like I had just said now, this episode will be looking exclusively at Punko's Pop, and I know that covers exist outside of that franchise, uh, and then there are a bunch of other Punko series like Punko's 90s, Punko's Acoustic, Punko's Crunk, Punko's Christmas, whatever the fuck else there is. Uh, but I want to focus on Punko's Pop because I feel like, like, that is kind of the centerpiece for the cover game in the scene. That is where a lot of people's minds wander to when they think of covers of scenes or scene covers of popular songs. So, yeah, this will be looking only at Punko's Pop and nothing else outside of it. And I will say now that, uh, this was actually quite hard to put together because I wrote down a list of songs that I felt could make the 10 and, I got like close to almost two dozen, I think. Uh, I actually really, really enjoy a lot of the covers on Punko's Pop. Uh, there were some that were easy to immediately omit because I just felt like they don't really do anything for me. Or maybe I thought the original song was better. Uh, call me maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, definitely some trash there. But for the most part, I really, really like Punko's Pop and I don't feel ashamed to admit that. Uh do I think the series should still be going on today? Um, I don't know. That's something that maybe I'll kind of talk a little bit about once the list is completed. But for right now, I will shut up and just get right into the top 10 list. So again, only Punko's Pop, nothing else from Punk Goes, no covers outside of Punko's Pop. This is just Punk Goes Pop. So uh, number 10 is Problem, originally by Ariana Grande, covered by Set It Off. There was a lot happening for Set It Off in 2014. At that point, they kind of just felt like the right band putting out the right material at the right time. And that is what initiated their launch into the stratosphere that they exist in now. Because uh, they had a couple of really, really good singles for Duality. And then Duality finally dropped in October of that year. And 
on that record is Wolf and Sheep's Clothing, which is still, to this day, the most streamed uh, Set It Off song on Spotify. Then, after that, they were on the Black Mass tour with Falling Universe and Black Veil Brides. Uh, I, that was actually the, where I saw them live for the first time, and I met Cody Carson, the vo- vocalist who set it off at that show, and really good dude. Uh, you know, so it was a really cool time to be a fan of Set It Off, and uh, in the mix with all that is this cover of Problem that was featured on Punko's Pop Volume 6. And it was a good choice for a song because I feel like everybody knew this song. Everybody still knows of it. You know, uh, the Ariana Grande song that features Iggy Azalea, it was everywhere in 2014. And generally, I think it's a pretty good song. Uh, But there's something to the cadence of the Set It Off cover that elevates it. And Set It Off didn't just cover this track. They kind of made it their own. They implemented enough of what makes them who they are, what makes them so unique. Uh, Cody's vocals are just as good here as they are on any of the band's original material. Uh, and there's also this really, really cool part in the second verse where, uh, the song kind of pauses for a second and Cody sings the hook to No Scrubs by TLC. And I think I had read somewhere previously that, uh, the band couldn't decide whether to cover Problem or No Scrubs. So that was their way of compromising and covering both. It was just this really, really cool idea and it paid off immensely well, I think, uh, you know, Set It Off delivered a fucking stellar cover of Problem, and to this day, I think one of the most elite examples of what a band can do when they're given the platform that Punko's Pop allowed them. Number nine is Stitches, originally by Sean Mendez, covered by State Champs. So this is one of the last Punko's Pop tracks ever made. It was on Punko's Pop 7, which still stands as, as of right now, the final Punko's Pop compilation record. And I kind of think it's going to stay that way, but, you know, I guess you never really know. Uh, so, Stitches. This is, uh, it's kind of like a primarily, oh, the original one by Shawn Mendes. Primarily acoustic. It's just like this really, really, like, heartfelt, laid-back, kind of like a ballad-esque song. Uh, that really speaks to, I think, what Sean tried to achieve and ultimately what he did achieve with his uh, solo career coming out of, uh, what was, whatever that fuck, oh, MagCon, that thing that he was a part of with a bunch of other uh, Viners. Uh, and, and I would say that uh, Stitches, along with um, In My Blood, which is on his 2018 album, I don't remember the name of that record, but uh, that is what I would consider to be like the height of Sean Mendes' uh, music career. And I think State Champs covering Stitches, it played to every strength of State Champs. And I didn't realize until hearing this cover, like the arrangement for Stitches, like this is kind of made to be pop punk. And lyrically, it's already like pretty fucking emo to begin with. So for State Champs to take the concept of Stitches and really make it their own, it it just worked really, really well, I thought. Um, I remember kind of like hearing like a teaser for this track. I think it was on State Champs Facebook page or maybe the Punkos Pop Facebook page in 2017. I don't remember accurately, but whatever the case was, I was like so hyped for this cover uh, to the point where like I at the time maybe thought it had a chance of being my favorite State Champs song ever. And that was like with consideration to Elevated and uh, Secrets, Losing Myself, every track up to that point that I loved. Uh Ultimately, I don't think that still stands because uh, Criminal off of the uh, record afterwards, 
What was the name of that record? Uh, Living Proof. I don't, I don't know why. I almost forgot that. Uh, yeah, Criminal on that record is my favorite Sake Champ song ever. Uh, but Stitches is right up there. I think this is a perfect cover. Uh, it stays true to the source material enough while giving Stake Champs enough space to like really craft their own sound and act as like the gateway for somebody who's hearing Stitches to get into them if they didn't already know about Stake Champs prior. Number eight is Toxic, originally by Britney Spears, covered by a static lullaby. So what I've just gone over with Problem and Stitches, uh, those covers stay pretty true to the original songs, but I think the charm of Punko's Pop and like seeing covers of pop songs in general comes from the notion of having songs that just kind of steer completely away from what the original track was. So, you know, Toxic is a pretty straightforward pop song. It's a really good song, but that is kind of what it embodies. And then this cover by A Static Lullaby takes Toxic and just morphs it into this like kind of chaotic, uh, like alt metal song, post hardcore, whatever you want to call, uh, the genre that A Static Lullaby embodied at that point. Um, and it does so in ways that, like, on paper, I wouldn't have known how this sounded. Like, you tell me a psych lullaby is covering Toxic. This is for Punko's Pop Volume 2, by the way. So this is, like, really, really early into the tenure for the series. This came out in 2009. Uh, right when, like, or right before people really knew what, like, the cover game was going to be about for scene music. Uh, Toxic is like just everything that you could ask for one of those types of covers to be i absolutely love how the uh like the rhythm for the original toxic is there like this song does stay true to that yet it throws in so many of these other elements that like um you know you would think they don't fit um i wouldn't be able to imagine toxic with like screaming vocals or like uh the guitar work that's implemented into this track, yet a static lullaby, and this being a testament to how talented that band was, they put together something where I don't think of Britney Spears when I hear Toxic. Like, a static lullaby is the immediate act that comes to mind. And, you know, that's not just because of, like, this being a good cover. It's because of a static lullaby being an incredible band. Number seven is That's What I Like, originally by Bruno Mars, covered by Dance Gavin Dance. So if I'm not mistaken, this was the lead single for Punko's Pop 7. Again, the most recent Punko's Pop track or compilation there was. Uh, and this track being the introduction to that, I think was the right choice because it's a, a huge song. Bruno Mars, you know, a, a, almost anything that he puts out, like, gets rec recognition on uh, an elite level. And Dance Gavin Dance kind of feel like the scene version of that. Like whenever Dance Gavin Dance do something, it feels like the scene stops whatever it's doing immediately and pays attention to them. And they've earned that status by this point. 
Um, so like on paper, if you tell me Dance Game and Dance covering Bruno Mars, I feel like it both makes sense, but then at the same time, it doesn't. Because I think Tillian Pearson has the exact kind of vocal range and dynamic that can do a Bruno Mars song justice, while at the same time, everything else about Dance Give a Dance feels so antithetical to pop music. Uh, so to hear this cover and uh, love it the way that I do. And that love was immediate. Like I heard this track and right away, I was just blown away by it. Uh, not that I doubted Dance Gavin Dance, but again, like the idea of Dance Gavin Dance covering Bruno Mars, like it just felt really, really strange. Yet it happened and uh, it's fucking incredible and astounding. And I cannot say enough good things about how Dance Gavin Dance took the song and again stayed true in the areas that they needed to while also deviating in again the areas that I felt it was appropriate to so having you know the trail between John Mess and Tilling Pearson like you do on every dance Kevin dance track it plays so well to the nature of that's what I like and I wouldn't have thought that before hearing this song um, I think the execution of the chorus is one of the strongest points in the history of Punko's pop and uh, again playing to the strengths of dance Kevin dance and it was like you know, they picked this song to cover and they might have like immediately known how it was going to sound and the arrangement and the structure of it. And like, uh, again, just an incredible song, incredible band. Everything about this cover worked. Number six is Fuck You, originally by CeeLo Green, covered by Sleeping With Sirens. So something that I remember about the release of Punkos Pop 4 back in 2011 was the extent to which I just had Fuck You playing on repeat. And I, I mean that as a point of like, there would be times where I would go to school. I was a junior in high school at that point, And, you know, in between classes, listen to music, lunch, listen to music. I didn't really have a, a ton of, well, I had friends, but like, I kind of preferred to hear music instead of uh, hanging out with them, which is probably why I don't really have many friends to this day, but, you know, it is what it is to be what it be. Uh, but there would be days back when this record dropped in November of 2011 where this was the only song I listened to at school. And for no reason other than I just loved and adored the absolute living shit out of this cover. Uh, th this speaks to what I've been saying with a bunch of other covers where, on paper, I didn't really know how this is going to sound. Uh... So, in turn, what ended up happening here was Sleeping With Sirens, they kind of, like, turned the clock back slightly because uh, Let's Cheers to This was the most recent Sleeping With Sirens record when this uh, compilation had dropped. And, you know, that album has, like, If You Can't Hang, Do It Now, Remember It Later. Uh, so, they were kind of past that initial stage of their, like, post-hardcore days. Uh, but the production of Fuck You and the execution of it, like every front on that song, it really reminds me of With Ears to See and Eyes to Hear, which was the debut album by this band back in 2010, and how it embodies the post-hardcore sound that I thought Sirens just absolutely fucking nailed in their early stages. Uh, you know, 
uh, again, what I mentioned with like, that's why I like it, how good that chorus is. The chorus here is just insane, dude. It is probably one of the catchiest moments in the history of the discography for Sleeping with Sirens. And when you get into like the breakdown later on, like these are the, these are the kind of moments and implementations into Punko's pop material that I fucking love. And for Sirens to take this song and do what, do with it what they did, that was one of the high points of 2011 for me personally. So now we get into the top five, and to be completely honest with all of you, this was really, really hard to narrow down. Uh, so at different stages in putting this list together, all five of these upcoming songs were number one. I feel like arguments can be made for all five of them, and it really sucks to have had, to, or not really sucks, but it was just like kind of more painful than I thought it would be to actually have to put them in an order. But this is where it stands right now. This is what I believe I feel confident in. So we're going to move forward with this. Number five is Ass Back Home, originally by Gym Class Heroes, covered by Secrets. There were not many bands back then who I felt could touch Secrets or were on their level. And I say that with this band having been so early into their tenure. So the debut album by this band had released back in January of 2012. And then this cover came out in November that same year. So Secrets were only coming off of their debut album. And then Fragile Figures, which I think is one of the best albums in the history of the scene, was going to come eventually in July, a couple months later. So... Secrets were still, again, it's like so young, so early, yet they had their sound down to a fucking T already. And, you know, just coming off of the Ascension, I, I knew this cover was going to deliver in every manner that I thought it could. Uh, so, um, Ask Back Home, I already liked it enough as a Gym Class Hero song, yet with this Secrets cover, it feels like this was the kind of structure that the song was meant for. Like, this is where my mind wanders to when I hear somebody talk about Ask Back Home or I see the name Ask Back Home somewhere. Uh, you know, it immediately defaults to secrets. And I think the balance between the soft chorus and the kind of more heavy instrumentation, while not really being heavy, but like the heavy instrumentation in the verses, that balance is so fucking key and vital to the delivery of this song and how the, the clean vocals and the chorus are given proper time and attention to really, really allow themselves to build up. Um, so my most prominent memory with this track, this is kind of like, uh, not embarrassing, but just like, uh, it's a little bit cliche. Um, so three years ago in July of 2019, I was sent by my school at the time to a journalism workshop in Minneapolis. Uh, kind of a, a, a weird time for me, but, uh, you know, it was cool to get out of Texas for the first time and kind of like see a different portion of the world that, you know, I had never been able to experience. Um, on the plane ride back home, this was the song I kept listening to. And, you know, no, I guess my parents, nobody was really waiting for me to come back home yet. This was just a song that I chose to listen to, and it really, really meant a lot to me. It really spoke to me. It was, like, really heartfelt to listen to at that time. And whenever I hear Ask Back Home, or rather this cover now, 
like I think about that time in in July 2019. I think about walking around Minneapolis and just kind of soaking in and being like, "Fuck!" Like there really is a world outside of where I've been living this whole time for me to explore one day. And you know, it it, it really meant a lot to me. And I um, that's my cat. Don't mind him if you hear this noise in the background. Uh, stop that, Levi! Stop it, Levi! Levi! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it, Levi! Stop it! Stop it! Uh, I'm not gonna cut that out. Y'all get to hear me. Uh, getting after my cat um so what's oh ass back home uh yeah it just means a lot to me it has it holds a lot of sentimental meaning and i think you know it's just another addition to the incredible discography of secrets no pun intended to incredible because that's my favorite song by them but my point stands ass back home great cover secrets great band number four is last friday night originally by Katy perry covered by woe is me So I think last Friday night, this What Was Me cover is one of the best examples of what I mentioned already and how some of the charm of Punko's Pop was having these pop songs be given the quote-unquote screamo treatment and just completely go off the rails and deviate from what they were initially. Um, last Friday night was off of Teenage Dream, which I think is one of the best pop albums ever made. So I already liked the song enough. And then this What Was Me cover came out and... It just kind of like took my admiration for Last Friday Night and accentuated it. And I just thought like, man, this is exactly why Punkus Pop exists. This is why I feel so enamored and I have like this great level of excitement every time, you know, the fall season would come around and you would hear about a new Punkus Pop record and you'd get the lineup for it and you would see like, okay, this band is covering this song. Holy fuck, how is that going to sound? Last Friday Night was a really huge instance of that. Um, you know, I, I love how fucking aggressive it gets, how heavy it is, like how much metalcore spirit the song embodies. And, uh, you know, another element to why I adored this cover so much was because last Friday night, the Katy Perry song, the original one ended up being kind of special to me and having a good place in my heart. So, um, in 2012, uh, when I was a senior, in, senior in high school, I was part of this avid class and I credit that class with doing a lot of really good for me in my personal life. You know, I don't know if I get to college without that class. I don't know if I have that drive to be a college student if it not had it not been for that class and the teacher and the, the other students, classmates around me. You know, it was just a really, really good time. Um, something that the teacher would do every Friday when we got to class was he would put on last Friday night and we all had to like go around and like, you know, say what's up to each other, just like hug each other. Like it's kind of weird to say it out loud, but it was like really, really cool and special. And you know, like I said, he played last Friday night every time we did that. And in my mind, I would just think about this cover and it gave me a reason to want to listen to it regularly aside from the song just being really fucking good. And yeah, like last Friday night, you know, both the Katy Perry song and the What Was Me cover, they meant a lot to me at that time. And they both still do mean the world to me. And, you know, I, I don't deny that this could be my favorite What Was Me song. And I like a lot of What Was Me tracks. What Was Me was a huge band for me in high school. But last Friday night, it, it you know, again, it holds a special place in my heart. And I really enjoy this track for a multitude of reasons, that sentimental value being a big portion of that.
Number three is Just the Way You Are, originally by Bruno Mars, covered by Pierce the Veil. There is a lot I could say about this song, and I'm going to go into some of it, not all of it, but a, a good portion of it, I guess. So, uh, just the way you are, no one could have escaped this fucking song back in 2010 when it dropped. I remember I was, I was a junior, I don't think I was a freshman, so I think I was a junior by the time that this track released, and it was just everywhere, dude. And personally, at the time, I didn't really listen to a ton of pop music. I wasn't really venturing outside of the scene that much. Yet, um, Just The Way You Are was a pop song that I gravitate towards because at its core, it's pretty fucking emo to begin with. Um, I adore the arrangement for it. I just love that song so much. And then this Pierce the Veil cover dropped. I can't remember if this was the lead single for Punkos Pop 4. It might have been. It might not have been. But what I vividly remember about the first time I heard this song was uh, the the lyric video for it dropping on YouTube at the towards the end of March 2011, and just hearing it at night and leaving it on fucking repeat all throughout that day. Uh, so I started hearing the song. Maybe it was like 10, 11 p.m., uh, 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. rather. I was still listening to it. I had school in a couple of hours. I didn't fucking care because I just wanted to hear this cover over and over and over and over and over again. Um, something that I've mentioned before uh, was how when you see certain songs being covered by certain bands on a track list, you can't really imagine what it sounds like. Uh, it was so easy to envision how Pierce the Veil would cover Just The Way You Are, uh, yet it was still so masterful and excellent and just everything about this cover like really really spoke to me i love it so fucking much i remember i loved it so much the next day i showed it to my mom who i wouldn't really show her a ton of scene stuff because i just figured she wouldn't really want to bother with it but i showed her this cover and she loved it and i remember like you know i had left the room already and she was still listening to it like this cover is amazing i fucking feel this great amount of, uh, like, uh, adoration for it, this great attachment to it. Um, another thing that I really, really remember, and I'm okay with talking about this now to some extent because, you know, it's in the past, it is what it is, it'd be what it'd be. I say that a lot, I don't know why. Um, so, I, again, cheesy, cliche, corny, whatever, dude, I'm some fucking sad emo kid. Um... I remember hearing this song, this cover rather, and just thinking about my high school crush at the time and just how this song was saying all the things I wish I could have said to her and just like putting me in that like emo mindset, but still being like so enchanted by everything that was happening like for the first time i was able to think about this girl and not really feel pain like i was able to kind of have like this sense of uh you know gratitude and euphoria just for the fact of being in love and i couldn't remember any time prior to hearing this cover of me having that kind of emotion that kind of feeling and 
to think that just, you know, a, a weird little scene cover could do that for me and really show me the beauty of being in love and feeling love for another person. It, it really meant a lot to me. And that's a big reason why just the way you are is as high on this list as it is. Number two is In the Name of Love, originally by Martin Garrix and BB Rexa, covered by Too Close to Touch. As things stand right now, this is the final song ever made for Punko's Pop. Uh, so this is part of Punko's Pop 7, which turns five years old this year. It's been five years, guys. It might be safe to say we're never getting another one. And if that's the case, then In the Name of Love is going to stand as the final song ever for Punko's Pop. And they genuinely saved one of the best for last, second best for last, if we're being specific with how I feel about this stuff. Um, so In the Name of Love... It has like the original song has like this EDM sort of pop feel to it that was I don't want to say carrying pop music, but you would hear it a lot back then. Like a lot of like I remember uh Closer by the Chainsmokers, uh Stay by Zed and Alessia Cara, like that kind of a sound was really dominating pop music. And in the name of love was another example of like a shining moment for that section of pop at that particular time. Um yet too close to touch. They could have gone in that direction, yet they took In the Name of Love and just crafted this fucking heart-wrenching, painful, yet beautiful and masterful song that I, I don't see how you can hear this cover and not feel something out of it and, and like just not have every bit of somber and loving emotion be drawn out of you because I feel like that is what this song not only demands, but also commands. So, um, the arrangement for this song, you know, some of it is like really scaled back and almost ballad-like, and then when the chorus comes in, it just explodes and takes on this new energy, and then the verses, you can hear things kind of picking up slowly but surely, and that chorus, again, every time it comes in, the guitar tones, the effect on everything, um, just fucking uh keaton's delivery of the vocals just like all paints this really fucking beautiful tormenting picture and uh, again like if this is ultimately the note that punkos pop is going to end on which i feel like it's safe to say that that's how it's going to end you couldn't have written a better ending for punkos pop i i fucking love this cover i God, it was so hard to not name it number one, along with being good, but also like, you know, the fact of it being the final song, like this track means everything to me. I love In the Name of Love. A couple years ago, you know, my mom and I drove to Houston for something and I was just hearing this song over and over again and like imagining this story in my head that, you know, my, my intention is to one day write. So, okay, side note. Uh, when I originally, uh, graduated from high school, my intention with life was to be an author, like write novels, uh, because I feel like I have something to give and something to offer the world through literature and my ideas with creative writing. So I fully intend to one day actually put out a book and I was listening to In the Name of Love and kind of just imagining the story. And I actually got a lot of work done hearing this song. So you know, the cover of In the Name of Love 
is like unofficially the soundtrack to this potential novel of mine that could one day be released and I wouldn't want it any other way. Like this is the song that I want to champion as being that important to me. Number one, in my personal opinion, the best Punkos Pop song ever released is Glad You Came, originally by The Wanted, covered by We Came As Romans. So let me quickly say something that uh, songs 10 through 2 all have in common. I like the original songs. All of them. Problem, Toxic, Fuck You, Just The Way You Are, In The Name Of Love. I genuinely enjoy all of those original songs. I think Glad You Came by The Wanted sucks. I genuinely do not like that song. It doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't speak to me. I cannot find any bit of enjoyment out of that version of Glad You Came. But We Came As Romans, this cover, holy fucking shit, dude. This is everything. This is one of the greatest covers ever made, in my opinion, and maybe just one of the greatest songs ever released in the scene, the history of the fucking scene. Uh, no cap about that, dude. I'm not fucking joking. I enjoy this cover to the fullest extent possible. Um, so I think We Came As Romans, you know, might have a claim to being the best band in the history of Punko's Pop because on volume three, they had My Love by Justin Timberlake. Volume six, uh, what was that one? The Taylor Swift song. Uh, I Knew You Were Trouble. And then, you know, with this one on volume uh, five, they just kind of cemented themselves in the history of Punko's Pop and with Glad You Came, taking this song that I think is kind of abysmal to begin with and structuring it, crafting it in a way that, you know, I not only adore it, I feel fucking elated hearing this song. This was a huge part of my senior year in high school. So this dropped November 2012. I graduated June 2013. So, you know, those last few months of high school, this was a major part of my journey through that. And like kind of the transition from, you know, being like this lost little kid to still a lost little kid, but with like kind of a bit of a more clear understanding of what the real world and the future is meant to hold for me. And also, like, you know, I think this cover really speaks to everything that I've tried saying about what I look for in a cover, specifically with Punko's Pop. How close to the original source material does this song stay? How uh, much does it venture out of that territory? Um, does it sound like the original song? Would I prefer this cover over the original song? And to all those points, yes, 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 and fucking yes. I think Glad You Came somehow does enough to stay true to the original song while doing also enough to, you know, steer away from it. And that's great that I like it because I said I just really don't fucking care about the original version by The Wanted. Um, I, I love everything about how this cover went about its nature. So how the verses, you know, kind of get heavier. You can hear that instrumentation building. The chorus comes in. Cal Pavone is laying out the most fucking massive, beautiful sounding cleans you can ask for out of any cover artist. Um, you know, like all of the little mini breakdowns after the chorus, 
um, just how uh, beautiful everything sounds when it's all put together and the beauty and the madness for that matter of the metalcore tones in this cover. Glad You Came by We Came As Romans is fucking outstanding. Again, means everything to me. And it's still to this day a song that I just like really hold so near and dear to my heart. And for me, I think I've kind of looked at it as like being in some way like a thank you to the people who, you know, have been able to see that like I'm pretty flawed as a person, like more flawed than your average person, I think. Yet for some reason, like, you know you guys don't detest me. You don't reject me. You, for some reason, put up with everything that I do. And for that reason, like legitimately, I am glad you came into my life. And I don't ever want to feel any differently about you or this cover. And that's it. Those were my 10 favorite songs in the history of Punko's Pop. Um, and, you know, maybe the list would look a little bit different if I expanded it to the other Punko series and covers outside of punk goes for that matter but i feel comfortable saying that this is how i look at covers in the scene and how i remember them and how fond i am of them for the most part um punko's pop was huge for me dude i i I don't ever want to lose sight of that and it's easy for me to look at these things and like kind of poke fun at them and be like oh look at what i was listening to when i was you know a teenager but it's like I was listening to them because they fuck. Like, they're generally really, really good. Um, They still get a lot of play from me. I I listen to these songs a lot in preparation for this list. And, yeah, I just... I I, I don't feel any shame in saying it, dude. Like, I loved Punko's Pop. Yeah, there were some bad covers in there, but, you know, that's kind of just going to come with the territory, I guess. Um, Yeah, this was cool. It was fun. It was different for me to kind of talk about this subject because I've never really touched on Punko's Pop before, but... I'm happy to have given myself the space to do that. So, yeah, that was kind of all I had to say. I'll just go ahead and leave y'all alone now, let y'all be, let y'all go back about y'all's days. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And, as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene.